Good morning, everybody. It is Lillian here, and I am so pumped to awaken to some greatness today. As always, I'm super excited to continue on this journey, and boy, is it getting real. I've been doing a lot of planning, a lot of preparation the last two weeks, and I, I can't even start to explain how amazing. I'm using my word amazing for the day. That's my one, one time I can say it. How amazing it is to be able to be doing something I'm passionate about, something I love doing, and just preparing for it to grow exponentially. I'm so excited, so ready to share it all with you guys, especially those. I want to thank everybody that has been listening and supporting me from the start and even all my new people. I love you all. It's great. You, you let me do what I love, and we appreciate that. We always got to give thanks where, where it's deserved. And so just a reminder of what it's all about here at Awaken to Greatness. My mission is to educate, encourage, and take action within our communities through politics, faith, and life. And I hope I've done a pretty good job of that so far. Uh, the past couple weeks, we've talked a lot about politics, specifically legislation, getting into the hard discussions. Uh, I talk religion. We'll talk some more of that today. And I've just talked some life. And I hope that I've helped people along the way. And I also want to shout out TK for being my producer every week. You do a great job. It's just always fun to have him in my corner. So, you know, that's my little soapbox for the day. I'm going to hop off the soapbox now. And also remind everybody I am on social media at Awaken to Greatness. On Instagram is where I'm most active. On Facebook and I also am always available through my email, greatness at gmail.com. Shoot me your questions, concerns, ideas, anything and everything above the sun. And under, I technically under the sun, same thing. And <laughs> I also want to shout out that we have a brand new Instagram account for the Big Talker. It is Big Talker 1067. So at Big Talker 1067. And you guys can go give that a follow. We have some cool stuff in the works. It's brand new, so just one post so far, but many more to come. And last thing on this note of promoting my show and myself in the station is if you'd like to sponsor Awaken to Greatness, please reach out to me as well because we are open for sponsorships. And I'm really excited to work with people in our community because that's what it's all about. And... To move forward, I want to kind of preface some stuff that I have planned and going on in the next few weeks and in the next month. So I'm super excited to be doing my first month to serve. So April is going to be my first month of serving. And it's where I'm going to be encouraging everybody to come out with us and serve our community in Brunswick and New Hanover um, over the weekends, uh, possibly during some weekdays, depending on how it works out with the groups I'm working with. I've already been in works with multiple groups who are so excited to come on the show, share their message, their mission. Hopefully by next week I'll be able to tell you guys what groups we'll be working with this April. I plan to do this every couple months uh, with different organizations every time so that we can truly get the community together to fill the needs in Brunswick and New Hanover County. Because, you know, serving is where we're all needed and it's the best way to solve our problems in our area is to just get out and do it yourself 
And it's even better when you do it with a group of people. Now, didn't you say there was a group last Saturday while we were doing the show? Mm-hmm. And they were on the bridge? They were right before the bridge in Brunswick County. And, and what were they doing? So they were cleaning the roads. Oh. One of the easiest ways you can serve your community is by reaching out to the county or to whoever specifically that road is sponsored by, you know, the sponsored by signs and whatnot, and you can go out and pick up trash on the side of the roads. You have to ask? Sadly, yes, you have to ask <laughs> these days. Well, no, you don't have to ask. Sorry, I thought you meant ask people to go do it. Oh. No. Oh. You don't have to ask for permission to go clean up trash off the side of the road. It's actually very interesting how sponsoring a road works. So when you sponsor that street, you're technically in charge of the cleaning of it. So that's why I said you can reach out because sometimes they have, like, organized groups that go out on specific days. Um, I know the Leland area specifically, there's a huge group out of Brunswick Forest that goes out and cleans the streets in that area on certain days um, together. So if you don't want to go alone... I would reach out to people because a lot of times they have groups scheduled to do it. But there are so many areas in our town that don't have people that go clean the streets at all. And it's just building up. And it does become a hazard not only to the environment and our animals. It becomes a hazard to cars themselves. You're going to have debris flying up, hitting your windshield. Overall, trash on the side of the road is no bueno. We don't like it. We don't want it. So let's get it gone. It's a problem. Let's solve it. So was that part of the group that was with that sponsored roadway, or was this like a like me, a random group of people that just... So they actually have an organization, because they put up signs where they're working, too. They had road signs uh, facing the cars, cleanbrunswick.org, and their mission is to educate people on, uh, you know... How the roads get like that. Why we don't do this. Exactly. Um, and to go out and clean them up themselves, but also they push for legislation to be passed to assist in keeping clean roadways. Uh, because one of the biggest things is that trash actually doesn't come from throwing it out of the car, rather trash that's left behind. Or like this morning, I was behind a guy in a truck that had just used the back of his truck as a trash can. Mm -hmm. And at 50 miles an hour beer cans become airborne exactly and so it becomes a hazard to people too it can cause accidents um it's not only a hazard to the environment but to us and so why not make it a problem that's a little bit more important that why we need to fix where it belongs? in the trash <laughs> which you know hopefully in the future that's another thing that we'll be doing on this show is sponsoring days where we just go pick up it's one of the easiest things to do i mean you just go out get one of those fun sticks you know you can get the poker or the the grabber, I don't. <laughs> that's great explanations of those tools, but the they one have nicknames like C thirty four or something like that. I, I can't remember, but it's just an arbitrary. Yeah, I don't know. Joke name. I just call them the fun little the little the hand. Pokey, the pokey stick. Exactly, the stick that stabs the trash, and then the one that grabs it like a hand, like a robot claw. We'll call it the claw. There the we claw. go. That one is, I think, is the claw. Yeah, we have a claw that we use to pick up pine cones. You just use that. It's easier than having to... You wouldn't need a claw to pick up pine cones. Well, because then you don't hurt your back. Because you don't have to constantly bend over and back up. You're not old enough to worry about that. Oh, I don't do it. Oh, okay. My parents I do it. it. <laughs> even at my age, I can do it. It's, it's, it's not a problem. No, I'm okay. It's, it's like my calisthenics for the day. For the my, week. That's my workout, picking <laughs> up pine cones. 
<laughs> it saves me paying the why. Yep, exactly. But, you know, basically, I'm so excited. April, we're really going to get out in the community on behalf of New Hanover and Brunswick, and we're going to work with multiple local groups, and I am just over the moon about it. I, I wish I could share some of it today, but I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm going to wait till you know, official confirmations. Um, but y'all, they're, they're people you see all the time, and we can get out there and help them. And hopefully that we, hopefully we don't only do this next month. Hopefully it becomes a regular thing for a lot of people in our community, and we just get out there and we serve. And with that being said, some more that I have coming is, I know I've been saying this the past few months, but it's, it's real this time, I'm being honest. I am starting my platform via podcast, a website, and YouTube in the next three weeks. You can hold me to it. In the next three weeks, I will have all three of those going and ready and prepared. I've started my timer. Thank you. So come April, I will have this radio show available on podcast. I also will do podcast episodes that don't necessarily go on the radio so, uh, you know, smaller conversations that I don't get to have on a Saturday morning with you guys. You can listen via podcast to those. And I'll have a website, easy access to everything that I'm doing, uh, sign-up forms for things like serving our community, stuff like that. And then YouTube, of course, we record for Facebook Live, so I'm just going to post these on YouTube, too. Because, you know, why not? And I'm, I'm being trendy, being a young millennial Gen Z Whichever one I'm a part of. So, so we ha- we're going to check in on April 3rd at 11 a.m. and see where you're at. Yep. You can hold me to it. Promise. Like I do with the kids all the time. Pinky promise. I pinky promise that I will do that because I want to make this show as accessible as I can because the mission is to educate, encourage, and take action within our communities. So I want to make that available on every platform so hopefully nobody has an excuse to not listen. <laughs> but that is it for my little update on my show, where we're going, on my journey, and my thanks given to those who have been a huge part of that. Also thanks to Joe Catanacci and Nick Craig for getting me on radio anyways in the first place and for continuing to help me grow. I mean, I was given the reins to the Instagram. So hopefully I can prove worthy of that one. And you, you weren't expecting it when you were co-hosting the election nope. preview. Was it the preview or the actual election night? It was, it was pre-election night. Pre-election, so it was the night right. before election night with Nick Craig. I, I didn't know I was going to be on this station Surprise. by myself. You know, I was like, okay, guess we're doing it. We're, we're going to full send, as a lot of people say, as the kids say, full send. Um, so, yeah, it's just a great opportunity. And... It's even more exciting to see people I've worked with supporting me, and it's just awesome all around. And speaking of people who support me, um, I'm going to give an update. Last week we discussed uh, Senate Bill 37, which was the education bill that went through North Carolina House and Senate that was vetoed by Roy Cooper. And Charlie Miller called me shortly after the show to let me know something that they had in the works so that when it was finalized, I could discuss it on the show, but a lot has happened since that one week, one week ago uh, decision. So he called me to tell me that there was a House bill going up, and it's called House Bill 90, and 
Very interesting. I did not know this until he discussed it with me. Not every bill has to be approved by the governor. Now, there can be a bill that represents only a select number of counties in the state. I am unsure of the exact number at the moment. I want to say it's somewhere near 14, something like that. But a specific number of counties can get together, sign on a bill. Roy Cooper has no say in it. He can't veto. He can't approve. It becomes a bill if the legislature for those counties approves it entirely. So Brunswick County joined with a group of other counties for HB 90, which basically would have said the same thing. Hey, we want all kids to go back to school, period. So all of our kids in our area would have been going back had they gone through with that bill. But plot twist, they didn't have to go through with it because they actually started SB 220, so SB 220, which had bipartisan support of the Senate and the House and also was verbally supported by Roy Cooper, um, meaning that he said he would go go with it. Uh, we'll see if he actually does go with it, because technically it hasn't hit his desk yet. We'll see what he does at that point. But SB 220 is very similar to SB 37. It does strictly encourage all K through 5 to go back to school uh, with Plan A. But it also allows for uh, middle school and high school students uh, in the district to either choose plan A or plan B, which plan B is virtual hybrid. So kind of like Wilmington was doing for the past few months where uh, this group of kids would go Monday, Tuesday, this group would go Tuesday or Thursday, Friday, and Wednesdays was virtual for everybody. Schools can still choose that option in certain districts, so it's up to the district on what they want to do. So Brunswick County could decide to do that, but I don't think they will. I think they'll go back full-time for that. But it gives them the option for your school district to say, hey, our kids are ready to go back. They need to go back, so we're sending everybody. And I can get behind that 100%. Frank Eiler and Charlie Miller got behind it, and we are excited to see that go through and hopefully Roy Cooper sticks to his word and supports that bill. So that was my little legislative update. Uh, one of the things I do want to encourage when I'm on this show is that when I discuss things with you guys, uh, specifically like legislation, I want to close the conversation. I'm not just going to circle back fake. I'm going to circle back really. You know, I'm not just going to say, hey, I'll circle back on that and never tell you guys what happens. I I'm not about cliffhangers. What about, like, square back or triangle back or rumbus back? I might just make my own, you know? Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, circle back is, has already proven itself to be an unending cycle. Yep. So we need a shape that's more predictable. Well, yeah, but technically they're all unending as long as they have no open gaps, if you oh, think about it. Cute. Oh, yeah. But it still closes, though. Right. But your angle, you actually have Geometry. Because <laughs> a triangle might have three sides, but a circle only has two. My high school geometry teacher would be embarrassed of me right now. I highly <laughs> I doubt Mr. Jennings is listening. <laughs> no, I know, I know shapes, but technically they're all infinite if they close because you can keep going. 
Right. Like on a triangle, you can keep tracing the triangle as long as it's closed. Just like a circle, you keep circling. It's just you have less turns. With a non-Euclidean shape that would allow you to space. Yeah. (laughs) Infinite space. But anyways, to circle back. To boldly go where no one has gone before. (laughs) Yeah, literally. These days in politics, nobody goes there. You know, actually finishing a story and closing the book doesn't happen. So I'm going to close the book on that one. Um, I'll circle back, though, to let you guys know how Roy Cooper takes it, because technically this story is not over. But I never want to talk about something that doesn't have a finite answer and not come back to it. An ending, whether it's happy or not. Exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll always close that gap and keep you informed because that's all I can do. I mean, something I discussed with my dad this morning was, um, you know, the saying that if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he eats for eternity. Gross. And... <laughs> Okay, TK doesn't like fish, so we'll say... I can hunt a cow, that's not a problem. There we go. You know, you give a man a cow, he eats for a few days. Yeah. (laughs) You teach a man to herd his own cows in, you know, the process, we're not going to discuss, then he eats for eternity. There you go. Same concept. We made it work. And inclusivity right there. But, you know... It's so true, and that's my goal with this show, is never to tell you guys, hey, this is what you need to be thinking. I'm here to tell you, hey, this is how you can go about learning this. This is how I do it. I'll give my opinions, but that's just my opinion. I want you guys to be able to learn from my show, hey, this is how you go look up bills and legislation, and so that you can go inform yourself and create your own opinion on it, because I don't want people to mimic me. We're all one of a kind. I don't want little little robots behind me like some other political icons. You'd rather have somebody you can discuss and... and exactly. And if you end up agreeing of. with me, that's, that's great. But I want you to agree with me because you agree with me, not because I told you what to think. You know, because I want to be able to hear why you support that. That's the biggest thing is if you can't answer why you're for and against something then you're not really for or against it. You're just sort of following along. Exactly. Or you're only for and against one portion of it, but you're not willing or able to look at the whole situation. You know, we got to stop doing that because politically, that is why we're at such a crossroads is because everybody's kind of just talking point. Everything. You know, oh, this person said this about that bill, then that means I hate that bill because they said this about it. Without actually going and reading the bill and developing, well, go deeper into why you don't like it. I'm not saying change your opinion. I'm not saying that researching into these issues so that you can change your opinion. I'm saying research into them so your opinion becomes stronger, deeper, more rooted. Because then... in some sort of reality and fact. Exactly, because if we were to do that, we'd have less of these little debates and arguments because people would, wouldn't be able to debunk what you're saying because you've got every single bullet point down of what you are talking about. Like one of this latest bill was 600 and something pages long. Which, yes, they're a hassle. Don't get me wrong. 
is reading bills fun. On somebody giving you two sentences out of the six hundred pages and expect that to be the exactly the, the consensus or the the reader's digest version exactly and we can flip it the other way too in saying like for instance the stimulus package that was just passed we can say oh this stimulus package is great it's it's giving everybody fourteen hundred dollar checks but then you're not talking about all the other stuff it's funding in there like i don't i don't know foreign countries and people receiving stimulus checks that aren't malaria studies yeah you know it, it's it's so much more than that I mean, that I feel like everybody programs, should know about. But they shouldn't be lumped into, in this case. There are also programs in there that, sh that aren't good programs. And they're still lumped in with one. Oh, yeah. Th like now, I what's said. What's called? Pork? Uh, bill packing. But technically there is like a joke term, I think, that does revolve around pork. Okay. I feel like Congress has a lot of pork in it. I mean, we got the pig book, which talks about where we waste money. I'm turning off my <laughs> mic now. <laughs> You know, uh, this is why I love having TK as a producer. You know, we, we, we spark great conversation. But, yes, so bill packing, no bueno. But I want you guys to truly be firm in what you believe because it's what you believe, not because it's what somebody told you to believe or you think you believe. Be firm in it. Say, nah, this is it. This is what I stand for, and here's why I stand for it. This is what I stand against, and here's why I stand against it. And I don't want to hear the, the talking points that everybody else says. Yes, you can agree with other people and have the same foundations as them in an argument, but if those talking points are the only argument you have for or against something, then I want you to research a little bit more because I promise you'll find more information that you either support or you do not support about it. That gives you a stronger standing. I, I just want people to be more individually informed and personally responsible. Because, boy, the deep discussions we could have if everybody was. Instead of having these little ridicule debates where we tear each other down every five seconds, we'd actually have discussions. Crazy. Real discussions. But, you know, speaking of, you know... For this week's circle back segment, to circle back, you know, because we always, we love circle back, circle back. Um, there's so many more videos that have come out of people joking around about circling back to, and they're hilarious. I that's love the it. Hole I, I did not mean to fall in. Right? And that's why I love that I, I thought about naming my segment the circle back segment. But we actually do circle back here. We don't fake it. Um. I reached out on my socials and had some people respond on what they wanted me to circle back because I'm not going to lie, I did say, I can circle anything back to community. You know, what do you want to hear? Because this is the people's show. It's not my show. This is the people's show. It's Brunswick and New Hanover's show. And one thing that I did have come up a couple times was H.R. 8, which is the new bipartisan background check bill. Um, regarding gun law and I'm not gonna dive into that one uh, one reason is because that is a bill and an issue that needs much more than a segment it needs probably two whole shows and it also needs experts on the matter to discuss it too uh, not just my opinion and so HRA is something I won't be getting into today 
and I'll think about it for the future. But I will say on the subject of HR8, the bipartisan background check bill, David Rouser did not support it. So for those of you that are pro um, gun rights, pro Second Amendment, David Rouser did not support the bill. So we're good on that front. It is going to the Senate. So if you do feel encouraged and you are passionate about protecting the Second Amendment and our right to own firearms and use them properly, then you need to reach out to Senator Tom Tillis and Senator Richard Burr because they will be able to vote on this bill. So if you are truly passionate about the Second Amendment, I do encourage you research into HRA and contact Senator Tom Tillis and Richard Burr. So that is all I'll say on that one. The real circle back segment for today is working out. So, <laughs> I you, think... You mean, like, working out, like, working like out. in the gym? Like yes, working, like, working out. Okay. We talk about life here. Well, yeah, you but know? it was not the... Not, not something not I would talk about, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, I think this was submitted by somebody I know, kind of as, like, a funny, like, being like, aha, you know, working out. And here's the thing, as I said... I'll do anything for the circle back segment and I'll be able to connect it to community. So guess what I'm going to do? Connect working out to community, why it's important, why it affects us. Two big reasons. First off, working out can create a community within itself. Uh, for example, Southport, they have this men's group that gets together before the sun rises in the mornings. And it's a group, group of men, I believe they range from their like 20s, 30s to their you know 50s. And so on. So it's a diverse group of men, professionals, that get together before the sunrise to work out and pray. And so they've created their own community centered around working out and physical fitness, but also religion and developing relationships with one another. That's amazing. So working out can be a place that you find community. Uh, you can do gym groups. You could do fitness classes at a lot of places now. Um, so... Working out ties to community because you can find community in it. It also ties to community because it does affect the local economy. One, because obviously you can stimulate the economy by business and positive business. So, of course, gyms, workout facilities, uh, kickboxing gyms, all of it that encompass fitness affect the economy because they can stimulate it. So obviously supporting local business is great. We definitely push that here. So go support local gyms. Awesome. It also affects it from a nutritional standpoint. Typically, those that work out um, live a more nutritional and healthy lifestyle for them as an individual. And the healthier le lifestyle that you have, uh, the better nutrition you have, the better fitness you have, the less likely you are to need uh high levels of health care and so the less need then the less uh, financial support that goes to that from the federal government and from the local government so technically it does affect your taxes because if there was less need for health um, you know health situations health care things like that then your taxes would go down in, in the perfect world. In reality, is that exactly how it works? No, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But generally speaking, um, healthier individuals need typically less health care. 
the less healthcare you need, the less they need to spend on it. Because that is something that is funded by taxpayer money. In some cases, not all cases. That's why I said it's a more bigger subject than what I'm making it out to be. But simply put, uh, working out can affect the local economy in multiple ways that you don't think about it. So I just circled working out back to community. Well, you're not going to work out at the national level. Well, no. And so that's why I tied it back to local. Nearby. Yeah. Like you can't, I mean, you can travel and work out technically. Well, that's why just about every hotel has a gym center in it. Yeah. Exactly. But um, nutrition is something I want to get into in a future episode um, because I do think uh, nutrition is something that is very important and crucial to society, um, to our health, to our pockets, to just everything. <laughs> but. Yeah, so that was my circle back segment for today. And I believe I have a caller. Hello. You do. Hello. How Hello, are Lillian. you? How are you doing today? Were you talking good. Were you talking about F three? I do not believe I was. Okay. I thought that's where you were going with this. Um F3 is an organization. Oh, yes, F3 sir. That's what I was referring to. <laughs> so continue. It was. Okay, yeah. Faith, freedom, and fitness. I think it's what the three F's stand for. Is that what it is? Yes. Faith? Yeah, yeah. It's a good organization, and, um, and I've got a number for a guy that I had lunch with a week or so ago talking about that. If you would like to share that. Um, but I'm going to have to stop driving to look it up. Uh, Bill Pitt, do you know Bill? I do not know him personally, no. But I know a few people that are a part of the group that participate in it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he heads it up. Um, let's see if I can find it while I'm paused in the parking lot, if you want me to. Yeah, that's Bill. awesome. Yeah, Bill Pitt. And he's, I, in fact, I was going to give out his number on my show. It's um, 910 617 2337. Awesome, y'all. 910-617-2337. Yeah, and they will, they will come to your organization um, at O-Dark 30 in the morning, outdoors, rain or shine. Um, I think this is an all-male thing. I don't know for sure if they have a woman's group. But, um, yeah, it sounds like a good, uh, a good, good organization and and you are right. Fitness is good. I need to do it and not just say it. I'm, I'm the same way, sir. <laughs> and I really appreciate you coming on and reminding okay. me of what the name was. It is, um, I just had somebody that I know that is a part of the group text me. It is Faith, Fellowship, uh -huh. and Fitness. F3. Yeah, good, good. But thank you cool. so much for that information, sir. And All I hope right. that you have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. So, I love when people are actively listening to the show. Circled back to the community once again. They're, exactly. They weren't calling from Chicago. Nope. He's from right around here, especially if he knows the group. But, yep, it's called F3 Faith Fellowship and Fitness. And they do truly do it in rain or shine. Because I remember one time I saw on Facebook that they went out while it was raining in the morning before the sun's up. And I'm like, ugh, I would not. But... That, he, that gentleman was right when he said, I need to start practice what I preach. I need to practice what I preach. I do need to start 
being active again, you know, golf is an easy way for me to do that. That's my excuse. I say, oh, I went golfing. That's working out. That's just walking. Yeah. You know, it is, but technically it takes skill. And unless you have a cart, then it's not even walking. Okay, but when you swing, it's core, you know, and back. Mm. So technically it's a workout. Just like table tennis. Yep, exactly. I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. But I am actually going to take us to a little short break um, here so I can get my bearings. And I have a great conversation up next. And before I do that, I also want to mention they do have a women's version of that group. I just received word. It's FIA, Females in Action. So give that a little Google search and find out more information if you're a female and you are wanting to get involved in a group like this. So I might actually have to look it up myself. But thank you, Judge Jason for looking out on this one. Uh, you were the one I was referring to, I know, as a part of this group. <laughs> it's always fun to watch y'all's videos on Facebook. So what a great little town and community we've built here. But we're going to go to a quick short break, and I'll be back with you guys in just a minute to have some more discussions. The demand for real estate in North Carolina remains high while our inventory of homes for sale is at historic lows. Now is a great time to sell your property. I'm Harry Knight with Intercoastal Realty and I would be happy to help you. Give me a call at 910-398-7090 or an email hknight at intercoastalrealty.com for a free property evaluation. That's 910-398-7090 or hknight at intercoastalrealty.com. I'm happy to help. One Love Tennis started in 2013 to give back to young boys and girls. We now go through 460 kids a week that are learning about life skills, learning to succeed in life through academics and tennis. Putting those two together, if you do them well, you can write your own ticket. To get involved in this program, go to our website, one-love-tennis.org. I'm K.O. Davis from K.O.'s Coast to Coast Tree, and I want to be your tree man. When your trees need cut, two letters to know. One is a K, the other is an O. K.O. Tree man. Tree man. Tree man. Proper trimming is the most important thing that you can do, so don't just hire anybody to do it. You need someone that knows what they're doing. K.O. Call the professionals at KO's Coast to Coast Tree and visit KOTrees.com. Hi, this is Justin Humphreys from the Humphreys Law Firm on Eastwood Road. The Humphreys Law Firm is located in Lumina Station, Wilmington, North Carolina, practices civil litigation, intellectual property, commercial, and residential real estate. Please give us a call at 910-332-0721 or visit us on our website, which is www.humphreysfirm.law. You can also listen to me every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. on the Big Talker 106.7 FM.
are back per usual. I like taking commercial breaks now because I get a kick out of KO. Favorite commercial? I'll say it every time. Somebody's got to come top it. I don't know how you're going to do it because it's just so good. We got one in the works. If, if we can land this client, you will love his spot. Oh, I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited. That's my new challenge. Become a sponsor of my show. It will produce better and better spots. Exactly. You can be the next KO. <laughs> and then that song intro. It's just, what a great, like, you will not two minutes. That. No. <laughs> so On fun. On 90th birthday, you're going to, like, accidentally, instead of singing the happy birthday song, you're going to sing the KO jingle. <laughs> One is a gay. <laughs> I can't sing for anything either. I am more of a dancer artistically and creative. Digitally, not not singing or music. Not my thing. But, you know, I'd give it a shot. That might be a fun... I'll do, I'll do a promo for someone. <laughs> we got auto-tuned. There we go. Well, you can have my voice auto-tuned for your commercial. There you go. So fun. Anyways, on a positive note, um, something I did want to discuss this show, uh, get away from politics a little bit. We've had a lot of it the past two weeks, so we're, we're going to take a little break. Two weeks? Three months? It's okay, yeah. Valid. It's been a while. We, we've had a lot of politics, and the show, like I said with the whole working out, circle back segment, we're more than just politics here. Uh, is it a huge part of what I'm discussing and wanting to educate on? Yes, because politics does affect community way more than people know or understand, and that's why I want to educate more on it. But sometimes I, I understand you just need to take a step back from it, fill your cup back up so that you can pour back into politics some more. Because you can't pour in if you have nothing left to pour. So we need some positivity. We need some light. That's why I called the show Awaken to Greatness. It's all about being the light in the darkness, because there's a lot of darkness. We need some more light. And on that one, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about my spiritual journey. So uh, how I came to find myself as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, and then tie that into servanthood and God's call for us. And even if you may not be of Christian faith yourself, uh, whether you're kind of navigating through what you believe in, who you believe in. I promise that this conversation is still for you uh, from the Christian standpoint that God is for everyone, no matter who they are. And also from the standpoint of the, th the basis of Christianity is inherently good. And so there's no reason that you can't follow the fundamentals of Christianity, even if it may not be something you believe in quite yet. Now, would I encourage you to believe in it and trust in it? Yes, I do. I understand not everybody's at that same point in their life. And so I want you to take this as an opportunity to, to still hear what I'm saying. Because it is inherently good, whether you're looking at it biblically or you're looking at it just from your own personal lens. And... So, you know, my spiritual journey isn't super crazy by any means. Um, my dad grew up Catholic, and my mom grew up, you know, attending church in the South. 
here and there, and um, they they grew up religious, and they didn't when they had kids they didn't want to feel like they were forcing their religion on us, um, and so they kind of they taught us who God was, and they said you you guys are more than welcome to to believe what you want and take that as you go, uh, just know that there's a God, this is who He is, um, and you you go out and you you take it and you learn and you find what you believe and i am so grateful for that because i think being able to find out what you believe in truly by just going for it yourself and on your personal journey is the best way to believe in something because it makes you believe in it that much more and so, you know, I grew up, I, w- I went to a vacation Bible school a couple times with some friends, and yeah, it was cool. You know, it, vacation Bible school is fun, too, so I was like, oh, fun, I get to go have fun with my friends, play games. And I learned about God some, and whatnot, and I, I grew up pretty good. I, I My childhood was great. Love my childhood. And then I got to college, and I think that's when you're starting to develop and find out who you are. Um, a lot of times, for the most part, I kind of knew basis of who I was, but, you know, it just seemed like I was missing something my first year. I went through a pretty difficult time uh, with my transition into adulthood and living away from home and had to grow up fairly quick because of situations I was um, encountering in college and I just got very stressed. I let everything just push me around. I was stressed all the time <laughs> and just kind of like feeling lost kind of, you know, I wouldn't say entirely because I do have a great foundation. Um, but you know, something was off. I basically just knew something was off. And I started, I, w- I went one night to overflow at Port City Community Church. Uh, Overflow Ministries is college ministries. It's for ages 18 to 25. Um, You don't have to be in college to go. They just encourage it to be 18 to 25-year-olds. And so I I went to Overflow one night, and I just remember the message just was something I needed to hear at the moment. It It was a lesson that did solve a problem I was having at the time, and I kind of thought, wow, like, Religion does that for you. God does that for you. He just lifts that burden. And so then I started going to church some more. I started attending Sundays, um, typically by myself, too. I would attend Port City Church where there's just tons of people by myself on a Sunday. And it just kind of hit me like a force. Like It was like, this is who God is, and he's so much greater than any burden that you can carry. And he will carry it for you. You just have to trust in him. And from then on, I was like, wow, that's who God is. You know, I always knew God was this good guy. You know, yeah, God, God's the cool one that made us. You know, he's, he's a good person. You know, Jesus' father and whatnot. But when I started going to Port City, I, I truly learned, gosh, God is amazing. I said amazing again, but God's worth it. And, you know, Port City was a great church to come into that with, too, because, uh, you know, a lot of people can get a negative outlook on church. Um, The gathering of church is something that pushes some people away from finding religion. 
and it was something that did kind of make me skeptical because I had been a part and attended churches that I didn't feel like were their mission wasn't right. Something was off. And it's sad that that can turn somebody away from a relationship with God. But Port City, I never felt that way. I walked in and I was like, wow, they truly just want you to find your walk with Christ. Like, that is amazing. I mean, their mission is together for the world. And so community, (laughs) community is there. And obviously you guys know that's something I'm very passionate about and I very much enjoy. And so, yeah, once I, you know, really found my religion, it's like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I became a positive person again. I realized that there's more to life than the bad things that happen to us. Uh, we're all created for a bigger and a higher purpose. And so we can't let the darkness take over our lives. We have to remain in the light. And one of the things that I have been really thinking on a lot lately with religion is who God is. You know, specifically, let's let's dive into that. And something that a lot of people view as God, because, I mean, being on social media, let me preface this. Being on social media as a young person in a generation that feels the need to be different than everybody before us because everybody before us was inherently bad, I feel like it's kind of the outlook the younger generation takes. Our history is terrible. The people before us didn't do it right, so we need to be different. They view religion on social media, and they make, they make these TikToks and these Instagram posts, and they're just saying, you know, all the bad things about religion, you know, God hates us. God hates people that don't follow the Bible. And, you know, why would you want to be religious when you have to follow what God tells you to do all the time? And God says you can't pierce your ears. And God says you can't get tattoos. And God says you're supposed to, you know, hate certain people. And I'm like, what God are you talking about? Because that's not my God. And that's not the God from the Bible either. That's misinterpretation or not truly understanding who God is. And one thing that was said at church recently was that our God isn't a God of demand. He's a God of desire. And by that, I mean God isn't this force that is demanding us to be perfect because he didn't make us perfect on purpose. He's not demanding us to follow his rules and his laws. He's not demanding us to love him. He desires for us to trust him and to love him. And I think when you approach God as a loving father, as a father that truly just desires for your heart to be for him and for his way, you see religion in a different light. You don't see it as a cage that's holding you in. You see it as the world being open and doors in front of you every five seconds as opportunity rather than pessimism. And that is just amazing to me. And so... I want to stress that, you know, 
God truly is somebody that is just after our hearts. You know, he gave us his only son so that we could continue to live and to find him. And it's, you know, think of that sacrifice. Like, that's a huge sacrifice to make for people that put your son to death, for people that, you know, run from you, for people that care more about the flesh than the spirit. And so God is just so great. He's, he's truly just greater than what we can say. And I think that, you know, a big part of who you are is who God made you to be. And realizing that God didn't make you to be perfect. He didn't make you to be somebody that condemns another. He made you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And to love others in that same sense. And to go out and just do the work of the good. And that's amazing. I think that we can oftentimes just kind of blow that off. And tell ourselves, you know, oh, you know, who is God to say that? Like, oh, God said that, cool, like, whatever. God doesn't, God's not here with me. God doesn't, you know, dictate my actions right now. You know, my professors do, my parents do. And it's like, that's because you've made your life that way. You've made your life one where you only abide by the flesh and the law. You don't abide by the kingdom and of God and of your calling through Christ. If you were to do that, so many more doors would open, I promise you, and you would just feel that weight lifted off your shoulders. And something I wanted to talk about again, I know I keep beating this one with the, you know, beating the dead horse on this one. I'm getting better at my sayings. <laughs> I feel like I mess them up every week. I almost said that one wrong, and then I thought about it in my head, and I was like, nope, it's not how it goes. To beat the dead horse. I almost said beat him with the dead horse. I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. And see, I'm not perfect. Goodness gracious, I am not. Um, prime examples. I love to give you guys examples of what I'm talking about actively. Anyways, back to it. So I think one of the highest callings and what the Lord calls us to be and to do is to serve. I hear about serving almost every day. Uh, my internship is very uh, servant-focused with Port City Community Church. Uh, every Wednesday, like I said, we do these intern hours where we get together and we just discuss um, different things and we teach. And this week, our teaching by one of our uh, worship group leaders was about servanthood and what it means to truly be a servant. And I always come back to Galatians 6. And so I want to repeat this. The start of Galatians is, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. It says it right there. That's saying, you know, if you help one another, if you don't walk alone, then you are fulfilling the law of Christ. That's what we're being asked to do. And, yes, we're not just 
we're never walking alone because God's always with us, but God doesn't just call us to walk with him. He calls us to walk with each other. He calls us to community. I mean, he didn't send Jesus out and have Jesus go by himself everywhere he went. He had disciples with him all the time. He had friends with him all the time. He became friends with people on his journey. If God wanted us to be alone, he would have put us against each other to always be alone, to not need other people's help. But we do. We need others more than we know. And so I want us to see our calling to be community and to see that that's fulfilling the law of Christ, building community, bearing one another's, one another's burdens, realizing that issues are bigger than us as individuals, that issues affect us as a whole, and so why don't we come together and solve them? Bear one another's burdens. And then I want to go down a little bit further in Galatians 6 to verse 9, which says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, another thing is that a lot of times we only do good when we receive something in return. We only do good when it benefits us. And you, that doesn't always mean like a tangible benefit. We also only do things in return for a relational benefit, thinking that that person will now think higher of me or for a reputational benefit. I will become more popular if I show people that I'm serving when in reality, you should just serve because you want to help that person. You want to fill that need. You're serving the need. You're not serving an image. You're not serving yourself. You're serving a purpose. When you go out, for instance, when you go out to clean up the trash on the side of the roads, don't go do it to get recognition for it. Go do it because we need to clean up the roads to help our friends because that could be us. We could be the one hurt by it one day. Let's flip that around. Like, yes, we're supposed to bear each other's burdens, but just think a burden could become yours because you didn't help to solve that burden. Now, why would you do that? Why would you invite the devil into your front door? You wouldn't. So why don't you try to avoid the situation as, as a whole? Just go help where it's needed. And TK's over there making the money sign, and it's true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a capitalist. I believe in individual, you know, working up, but there are some things where we just need to draw the line and say, why don't we just do this because it's, I don't, I don't know, the right thing to do? Morality is not expensive. It, it really is not. It is not. And let me tell you, the best reputation you could get on this earth is being able to ascend to the kingdom. And guess what? Nobody else has a say in that except for you. Nobody else's hearsay of who you are tells God who you are. God knows who you are. And in the end, he's the only one that matters. His opinion's the only one that matters. Nobody else around you. And so, I just want to encourage everybody to, one, hopefully find your walk with the Lord. Because it does wonders for your life, I promise. I am, I've experienced it. I know people have experienced it. 
Let me tell you, the moment I got baptized, mind-blowing experience. Um, I was in college, and I was baptized by Clay Everett, who's the over, overflow um, pastor. And I was baptized among people my age, my friends. Uh, we had to do a baptism video uh, before we got baptized where I explained my story. And the words I used specifically were, God was my saving grace. Because that's truly who he is to me. That's what he did for me. And I want to be able to live through that. I want to help bring other people to Christ. I want to be a servant like God calls me to be. I want to fulfill the law of Christ. And all I can do to do that is to do my best and to hopefully bring other people along with me because I'm not bearing that burden alone. I'm going to be sure not to bear any burdens alone. I'm not going to let other people bear them alone. We are called to do so much more than that. And woo, just let me preach. Let me preach out here. But it is a big pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is true. And in the future, I have so much planned, guys. When I tell y'all, I got a lot in the works. I got a lot in the works. I'm so ready. This episode can preface that, my little religious discussion, because I will be having bigger and more intense discussions with guests that I'll have on in the future, and I might not even have enough time for them. But we're going to make time. I'm going to find a way, because these words need to get out. This message to educate, encourage, and take action within our communities through politics, faith, and life is something I believe so deeply in that I just ache for everybody to follow. Like, if we could all just become a little bit more educated on specific subjects and realize that we're called to serve one another and we're called to love one another, the amazing things we could do in our communities. It's incredible. It seems impossible, but nothing's impossible. And so how does a community become a community? Communication. And I'm a communications major. <laughs> so when you're talking about bringing things back to the community, mm -hmm. it's basically reinforcing the very structure from, from whence it is born. Exactly. It's our inherent nature of people to become a part of groups. Like, we're, like, physically made to do that. Mentally made to do that. Emotionally made to do that. And so if we just come together as a community and we build that, we can solve all of our problems in the area. And I'm so excited to do that with you guys. It has been such a great show today. I'm so excited for what we have in store. April 3rd, hold me to it, website, podcast, YouTube. And I hope that you guys have a great weekend and you awaken to some greatness.